again, thank you so much for coming on to the ESL podcast. First and foremost, man, you know what? Congratulations in achieving such a high IELTS score. I'm so proud of you. Although I do believe that your speaking test that was a that was a complete farce. I know that that grade that grade that they gave you a complete farce. We'll talk about Cambridge. I'll talk about Cambridge later. But anyways, today is about you and celebrating Tran. But before we get into that, Tran, I want you to just tell the people of the world who you are. Okay, so hi everyone who is uh, listening to uh, Arsenio's podcast. My name is Chi and I'm a Vietnamese student. So I'm 18 right now and I'm just a normal girl. And uh, as this has mentioned before, I have just uh, achieved my uh, IELTS score, which is eight. And to some extent, it's uh, quite a high score. And I'm quite proud of myself for that achievement. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Nice. Before, before we dive into that, I want to just, you know, because over the course of that month, it had to be early in August when I came across you and so many other people from Vietnam, I realized that you know, and I asked another Argentinian girl earlier, uh, you know, how is it that her accent differs from everyone else? So with you having such a clearly, like a clear accent, well, not, it's not about the accent, clear pronunciation, the stressing of the words, the intonation, everything. How did you develop that compared to other people? I know a lot of Vietnamese folks that have a very, very thick accent and I can't understand anything they say. So what makes you a little bit different? Like in the, in the in, in like in English context, how were you able to master the pronunciation aspect of it? Well, it's quite a really interesting question because um, it's, there are like a lot of things, a lot of factors that contribute to my pronunciation right now. So about my story. When I was a little girl, my mother, she took me to English class. So to be honest, I got a chance to get myself familiarized with English uh, at an early age. So I've been practicing it and uh, watching films and videos and listening to music in English since I was a little girl. So I kind of like how it's pronounced, but until when I get to I got to great not until when I got to grade nine maybe if my memory serves me right that I got a chance to learn how to pronounce it properly so um, one of my teachers she is uh, she was a really professional English teacher and the first lesson she taught us was how to pronounce the words uh, properly she uh, taught us about all of the volumes and, you know, <laughs> I forgot how to call it, the uh, volumes and the sounds, how to pronounce the different single sounds. And then uh, thanks to her, I improved my pronunciation. And then uh, day by day, I practiced my, uh, my pronunciation and my tone. And from all the music and films I have been watching, uh, it also helped me to 
uh, uh, shaped my voice. I try to imitate after those uh, kind of voice like that. So it's just like gradually I shaped my voice into this into this uh, result. But still, I uh, feel like my intonation, my uh, my voice, my uh, pronunciation is not really that what I wanted. I want to master it more. So I think I will need more practice. Mm, it's all about development. It's all about becoming self-aware and saying, okay, well, I'm just going to continue practicing and you just get better. It's kind of like when I first started podcasting. If you heard my voice back then, you know, compared to now, you would be like, oh my goodness, Arsenio. Yeah, because I developed myself, even with speaking engagements. So that's awesome. I just wanted to ask you that and to relate it back to the audience. So, all right, shifting focus into making decisions. You are 18. This is the developing speaking topic for today. You're 18. You are, woo boy. I remember when I was 18, I was scared, Chief. I was scared. Oh my God, I was scared. I didn't know what to do. I was a follower in high school, essentially. It was very difficult for me to make decisions on my own. I needed other people to make decisions for me. And so what ended up happening for the first time was, you know, I ended up shooting off to a college I never even knew about just because I wanted to get out of Las Vegas. That's number one. And number two, uh, it was a force. It wasn't like, come on, go to this college. It was a force. Like, I went to a college in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by cacti and javelinas. It was horrible. But it was an experience. So you being at 18, how is your decision making? Is it indecisive or are you pretty decisive? Um, well, I think it depends on what decision I have to make. Well, I, I actually, to be honest, I'm the kind of person who is in the middle. I mean, in any kind of situation, I would be some kind of in the middle. I'm not really decisive all the time, but sometimes I just do whatever I like. But after all, the, the thing, the factor that decide it must be after when I have weighed all of the um consequences, all of the advices from my friends and parents and also my personal will and a lot of other factors. And after considering all of them carefully, will I come to a decision? And at the moment, I'm 18 and it's quite important year for me because I have to choose which university I have to go so that I save my four or maybe three or four years of learning university um, kind of useful and I so that I will not waste them and it's quite struggling because I have to uh, come to a really uh, right decision correct decision I don't want to make mistake because it will result in my time being wasted but still you mistakes it's nothing you have to make it so that you can develop yourself so i don't know what the future holds but i will practice and give more information before i come to any conclusion mm, okay all right pros and cons 
That's a very, very boy. That's a good statement coming out of someone. So yeah, I don't remember what a pro Oricon was when I was 18 years old. Okay. I was just as brain dead as anyone else out there in good old Las Vegas. So um, again, pros and cons and you asking friends and family, you know, me being at the age of a whopping, unbelievable, super astronomically high 32, you know, I have to look at things and say to myself, uh, okay, who can I ask for advice in particular situations? So let's say, okay, one of my big goals that I just made recently is that I'm going to move to Costa Rica next year. So, all right. Mm -hmm. Who would I go to advice for that? Well, I can't go to my mom. My mom has never traveled abroad. She doesn't do what I do. She hasn't been in my shoes, nor can she be. So I would never go to family to ask for that type of advice. Friends who I've known since childhood, they remain there in childhood. If it's in regards to a video game, which I no longer play, I would ask him a question. I would never ask him a question about a life changing, something that could just end up sending me in a different direction. So I ask people who are above me and who are of higher consciousness. So if you look at a life, the, the biggest, the most crucial life changing decision you've made up until this point, what was it? Did, was it like in academics? Was it... Do you think it's coming up, coming soon? Because I don't know. Are you planning on going to America for studies? What do you think? Um, well, actually, I mean, Vietnamese students, Asians, children, we are all like everything's around us, revolves around learning, studying, academic things like scholarships and university. And then we will try to have a good job with high salary and then a perfect family and end up with, a, um, I mean, a peaceful, uh, peaceful OH, kind of that. That's just some kind of stereotype of Asian children. And that's the cultural, that's customs. And uh, as a girl, I am... Um, <laughs> Even though I have to say that I'm different from the other generations, like I can control my life, I'm decisive, I'm confident, but still sometimes it's really hard for me to choose the way that I really want. But back to your questions about my biggest life-changing decision, well, it's actually related to uh, academic things. Um, it was uh, to choose my high school school. I mean high school yeah my high school so back to about three years ago if my memory serves me right yeah that was the time when I have to uh, take some tests like a national test to um, yeah, in order to get into uh, a good high school you know in Vietnam we have the uh, kind of national examination where students they will have to take the test and then the results will decide which high school they get in. Yeah, it's some kind of university, but this time, this examination is much more difficult and more some kind of life-changing than university. I mean, getting into university in Vietnam is not really difficult, but if you could not get yourself uh, uh, through the high school examination, then 
there's no way you can get into the next level like university. You know, like if you fail the test, you will go out and work. There will no way you could be able to uh, study in university. Mm. Yeah, so it's yes, kind of nightmare for students like me. But uh, back to those days, I had to choose which school I would like to get in. And I did made up I did make up my mind about which it was, but during the time when I uh, when I was studying in grade nine, sometimes my scores like it's just fluctuated, like high and down and high and down like that. And my parents they uh, did not uh, trust me enough to uh, let me get into the school for me to go to apply for the school that I want. So they uh, started uh, uh, talked me into uh, getting into another lower lower like rank high school but after considering it really carefully i decided to refuse and i did not agree with their uh with their plan i said that i'll get into the uh, high school that i want and so i still sign up for the uh, school i loved which is Chuan high school and I, uh, finally, I achieved what I want. I got into the high school with my uh, highest uh, points to my ability. And yeah, it was great. It was really great because I proved with my parents that I could do whatever I want to do. Man, <laughs> you coming from, yeah. What was it's that? It's a topic. I mean, there are so many other things in life. That uh, I could not control, <laughs> but still, the most life-changing decision I have ever made was still related to studying. But it was uh, choosing my high school, and I loved my decision, and now I'm living happy with it. I think a very important part of that story was you standing your ground in a culture where you're like, "No, you do as we say. You become a doctor." You know, like <laughs> across Asia. That's how it is. Korea, they tell you what to do. Japan, they tell you what to do. Your parents, they were getting worried. They were like, okay, we're going to make a decision for you. And you said, no, I'm going to make my own decision. What came over you? What, like, did something touch you? Like, was there like an oracle or something that touched you on the shoulder and say, gee, tell them the truth? You know, you know how did that happen? Uh, well, I didn't know. But actually in Vietnam, I mean, the traditional ways you mentioned that your parents will decide for you is some kind of uh, outdated right now. Uh, actually, my parents, they, they, are, they are traditional in some way to some extent, but compared to other parents, they're still really open-minded. And even though they are afraid that I will make mistakes, they didn't realize that they had nothing to do if I want to do whatever I want. They uh, acknowledge of the uh, my control over my life, so they just uh, they could only give advice, but the decision will depends on me. And luckily, I have them as my parent because I do not have to struggle like uh, quarreling with them a lot for like other children. 
Wow. Well, that's good, man. I mean, that's good that you have arguments. Like, like people who are listening to this, they're probably like, oh, my God, that's probably the same perception I had in regards to, like, the way Arsenio thinks because, you know, I thought, you know, I know families where, you know, the father says, like, one thing, and he says, hmm, you know, and then the boy and the girl hurry up and, like, they put their head down, you know? Or maybe those are just movies or Filipino movies. But, yeah, I just – uh Oh, man, that is excellent. So, okay, you getting ready to head into a very important decision. You know, when I made a decision to move to Vietnam, uh, not to Vietnam, when I made a decision to move to Australia in 2011, there was no deviating away from that plan. I said, it's happening. It's happened in May of 2011. That's it. Sure enough, it happened in May of 2011. When I moved here to Thailand, I had no job, nothing lined up, not even the certs yet, the uh, certifications. I said, I'm moving to Thailand, May 2013. That's all there is to it. Okay, Arsidio, May 2021, where are you going to move? Oh, I am moving to Costa Rica. That's all there is to it. Like when I set the intention, I let everything else go. I don't worry about the things that I do not have to worry about. But now you being 18, okay, what are some of the possibilities of you going outside of Vietnam? Uh, What's the chance of that? Is that 10% or are you planning on just staying in Vietnam? And if you stay in Vietnam, I hope that you won't look back and say, oh, I wish I would have left. Oh, I wish I would have done this. Like regret. So what, what is it that you're in? Because you're probably in crossroads right now. Mm, you mean my decision in the future, whether I want to move out of Vietnam or not? Yes. Uh, well, I can assure that I will not move out of Vietnam after I graduate my high school. But okay. in the universe, uh, university, I'm thinking about uh, finding an exchange program so that I could, uh, I mean, at least I have to event, you know, take a venture around the world. And to be honest, my parents, mostly my dad, he uh, just doesn't really approve of the idea because he said that, I mean, as a girl moving out in a foreign country will be very difficult and challenging. And sometimes it could easily change my nature. Like in Vietnam, I'm just uh, like nothing related to uh, drugs. And then, yeah, you know, some kind of negative things that teenagers in uh, European countries do, do, do every day, like drugs and then prostitutions, like kind of that. <laughs> in Asia, they are really afraid uh. of that. And wow. he, he, he is too. And I have to admit that he is right because, you know, the culture is a clash. You cannot, um, the co- Asian culture and European culture, they are totally different. And he afraid that if I moved out to any kind of uh, European nation, I will change my basic nature and grow into some kind of Necklace and um, uh, irresponsible teenagers, that kind of that. I will be like self-centered and care about only things that I want to do. 
so there are many things that my parents do not approve of my of my uh, moving out to another country. But um, still, I think in the future I would try to get out of my comfort zones and try to uh, experience to the fullest. But after I have made enough money, I maybe maybe not traveling outside for studying because I'm so fed up with studying at the moment. I just want to get enough money, maybe in Vietnam or some kind of that, so that I can travel all around the world just to my entertainment, but not for studying. I will go, definitely. I want to go, but not for the studying, the academic purpose, but for the entertaining purpose. I prefer that more. Uh, I like that. I love that. <laughs> I love the fact that, again, because you know if you travel outside of Vietnam for the academic purposes, you're not going to get the full experience. So I'm very fortunate that I never went abroad and, you know, went to school and stuff. Now, I, by all means, I had someone on from the Bahamas, and he went to an international school in Cuba. He learned Spanish. Um, he met people from Djibouti and all these other places and countries around the world. That was the best experience ever, but that was an international school in a country like Cuba. You know, no offense to, you know, my Cubanas out there who are actually enrolled in some of my membership courses, but you know, it, it just opens your mind. So when I went to Australia for the first time, that opened my mind forever. When I came to Thailand and then Japan and then Taiwan and a layover over here for the first time, it opened my mind. I think if you go traveling versus academic, different keys to different doors are going to begin unlocking as they would. Like for traveling, it would be different, completely different from academic purposes, you know? So, all right. Okay. And now, let me give you this last question. Have you ever put off making a decision or are you one of those people where you kind of avoid conflict and so you put off making a decision in regards to the conflict? It could be something like with a friend and, you know, your friend's going, rah, 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 all that craziness. And you put off making a decision or put off making her, you know, like talking to her or whatever it may be just so you could let the emotions kind of fade away to make a good decision? Or are you one of those people that hurry up and act, make a decision, and that's it? Well, once again, it depends on the situation. In <laughs> different situations, I will have different attitudes towards it. And most of the time, I will be like, back down and spend some time to uh, be with myself, to think about it. And sometimes I'm really angry with myself for that. I mean, uh, for some kind of um, important decision, uh, I would definitely put off for enough time for me to dig up enough information and then uh, for enough advice so that I will come to a conclusion that I think is correct and is uh, enough proof and evidence for me to support my decision. But uh, when it comes to, I mean, normal life with my friends, there are different situations where I could not put off. I mean, in some like conflicts that you have mentioned, like some quarrels and something of a clash and opinions, 
sometimes just could not pull my stuff together and I just slashed out on them. But, but most of the time, they just didn't listen to me and I, like, I was uh, fly off the handle. I was just like wanted to punch in their face. So I have been, I, w- I was, I have been practicing for myself so that I could be ca- as calm, calm as possible so that I can think before I speak. But sometimes it leads to a situation where I just said nothing. I say nothing, and then I just let it go. And later I come back to that moment, and I wish that I had said something like this, something like that, because. Mm. I mean, if I went after letting all of it go and I like, I feel like I did take the chance to, I did not take the chance to voice my personal opinion and I regret it mostly because I could not be brave enough to speak what my minds want. But well, everything has pros and cons. So sometimes you have to give yourself a little time to think think properly before you have any decision but sometimes I mean some kind of friends quarrel some kind of that you you have to stand up for yourself and just say anything you want at least at that moment you you uh, can speak your mind and you will not regret it afterwards whatever it takes just be yourself sometimes you do not have to put it all off uh, it's kind of like uh, the saying, you know, if you quit now, you're going to quit on everything in your life. So if you back down in regards to, you know, saying what you want to you what you want to say, you end up becoming that person that avoids conflict. I was just reading that. It was in a very interesting book. Uh, but again, there is there's compromising, there's accommodation. There is avoidance, which is, you know, basically not giving your opinion and having people walk all over you. That happened to me a long time ago, especially even with my family, because I, that sensitive inner child side of me wasn't strong enough. But now if something's wrong, I speak up immediately. So again, um, and conflict is actually very good because voicing your opinion and again, empathizing, that's another key quality that, you know, a lot of people need to learn. Uh, you know, these things, it's all part of the learning process. This is how you grow as an individual. So that is a great amount of self-awareness you got there, Chi. Awesome. Oh, my God. There it is. You know, we were supposed to have other people, of course, on this podcast uh, for everyone who's listening, but it's all good. We're going to be doing other wonderful things. But I really wanted to bring Chi on, man, to talk about something that I knew she would be so bad. She would give great insight and great wisdom to the youngsters out there. So, Chi, to top this off. As an 18-year-old, I know that I have a lot of younger individuals listening to me now. I had no idea until they started, like, following me on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so what is some key, some really good advice you would give someone in regards to building the confidence to make decisions? Advice? It's a tough question because oh yeah, oh yeah, me a particular situation, I would possibly come up with a solution and advice, but 
in general, it's really hard because different people, they will have different ways to use the time and make decisions uh, that fits for themselves. But maybe an advice is that uh, you should um, take everything, I mean, every factor into account, uh, not only your personal will, but also your friends, your parents, the teachers, anyone you can get advice from, and then find enough information before you make any decision. Because personally, I'm quite careful. I'm a careful person. So I do not want to make any abrupt decision. But if you want to lessen the chance of you failing, then maybe that's a good way. But sometimes, if you, when it comes to something like adventure and you want to experience something, then don't put off, don't procrastinate, and do not wait for any decision. Just bring it on and jump on it. Maybe it's the last time you could be able to experience it. So it depends on the situa situation, whether you, what are you gonna do? So it uh, decide, will decide whether, what you should do, whether you should jump on it right now or you should spend some time to make a decision. Sound advice. I love it. Again, man, I, I used to be very impulsive and impulsive got me here to, well, not, I wouldn't say got me here to Thailand, but to Australia. So I love it. I love it. You know, just jump on it. You know, just sometimes you just have to dive in. Don't ease in. You need to dive in. So Tran, thank you so much for uh, coming on to this podcast and sharing your wisdom. <laughs> okay. That's not really wisdom, but... Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome.